From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we're talking crypto taxes because we want you to be prepared. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. We have an interview today again with Shihan Chandrasekara. He is head of tax at Cointracker.io, and he's going to tell you about crypto taxes, how they apply, how to do them, and a lot more. Really quick, before we get into the crypto prices today, we had a Joe Biden executive order on cryptocurrencies. It was just released this morning, 22 minutes ago, apparently. And here is what it covers. It covers consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit activity, U.S. competitiveness on the global stage, financial inclusion, and responsible innovation. All in all, it's actually pretty bullish. So if you want to read about that, link is in the show notes. I will be covering more about it tomorrow on the show. I'll be doing just a normal daily news show. And I'll have more information because I'm here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, at a crypto conference, talking to people about crypto. And this is going to be a hot topic today because I'm going to be doing a panel on politics and crypto legislation with a couple other people. I'm pretty sure this is going to be brought up. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at, I actually don't know what time it is on Eastern Standard Time. It's 8.20 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, that would be what, 10.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? Anyway, here are your crypto prices. Bitcoin is sitting at $42,139, up almost 9% in 24. Basically, everybody heard the news. And this is like the first time people didn't buy the rumor and sell the news. People are actually buying the news. So that's a plus. Ethereum is sitting at $2,740, up 6.3%. Tether is number three. Binance Coin is $395, up 3%. And USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have XRP. Terra Luna, Cardano, Solana, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at $1.84 trillion, a BTC dominance of 43.4, and an F dominance of 17.8. And like I said in the intro, we're talking to Shihan Chandrasekara, head of tax at Cointracker.io. Enjoy. Shihan Chandrasekara, head of tax at Cointracker. How you doing, sir? Hey, good. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. This is the time of year where we all dread. It's actually a little bit later in the year that I usually do these episodes, but there's probably a lot of people that are late filers. I think probably most people are late filers of taxes, crypto taxes, the dreaded capital gains or income tax that you're going to have to pay on trading your crypto all year and trying to reconcile all of that. But before we just go into like the nuts and bolts, the 101s, and maybe some changes in the tax code, if there are any from last year to this year, what is crypto tax? First of all, there haven't been a lot of changes since the last year. Uh, you know, IRS first came up with the, the ruling 2014-21 back in 2014. Uh, and that guidance pretty much said cryptocurrencies are treated as a property. Uh, so those rules still exist, uh, meaning, you know, whenever you sell something, uh, you got to pay capital gain taxes. So that's a 
very simple way to kind of summarize uh, how taxes work with crypto. Excellent, excellent. Uh, real quick, what do you do for uh, Coin Tracker? So I'm the head of tax strategy. So uh, I help them, uh, you know, build the product. Uh, I also, uh, you know, maintain our relationships with you know various stakeholders from exchanges to taxpayers to the IRS. Um, also take a look at your new guidance and new laws that's coming into this space and, and make sure our product is accurate and, and up to date. And what is Cointracker? So Cointracker is a, is a software tool that helps you calculate your capital gains and capital losses coming from cryptocurrencies. Uh, typically, you know, taxpayers and users, they have, you know, two to three exchanges in wallets and there are, you know, multiple coins purchased at different time frames. There are transfers going in and out. So it's really hard for them to calculate the capital gains and losses manually. Uh, and then CoinTracker automates that process by connecting uh, with your wallets and exchanges. So basically, if I can summarize that, you have lots of coins on different exchanges. You're trading here, trading there. You're buying here, you're buying there, selling here, selling there. And after a while, if you do enough times a day or enough times in a year, you're going to just lose track of what's going on. And a coin tracker is a way for you to just basically consolidate all the information and make sense of it to understand how to pay your taxes. Correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and plus the NFTs. Uh, in 2021, we saw a lot of people were trading NFTs, not knowing the tax consequences. So uh, in addition to regular cryptocurrencies, we also help you figure out the taxes for NFTs as well. Gotcha, gotcha. And how does that work? And I want to ask this because a lot of people are looking for software to do this. And I think that when you're messing with your exchanges, a lot of times you either would maybe generate an an API and then you plug it into uh, something or you could download like a a CSV file and then upload it into something. Or you can like even some people say just connect the exchanges, like log into your X exchange from this app and then it will do something for First of all, is this safe and is this how your coin tracker works? Yeah, so like you said, there are multiple ways for you to calculate taxes through coin tracker. Uh, like this year, we announced our exclusive partnership with Coinbase and OpenSea. So if you're using Coinbase and OpenSea, we are directly embedded in their tax center. So it's pretty easy. Uh, if you're using any type of other exchanges, like you said, you can go to the exchange, uh, kind of copy and paste the API keys to CoinTracker and that allows us to see what's going on and figure out the taxes. And these API keys are read only. So we only have the ability to see what's going on and, and the CoinTracker does not have any ability to transfer any funds and stuff like that. So it's, therefore it's very, very safe. Uh, the other way that you can kind of ingest data into CoinTracker is like a CSV upload. So you would go to the coin uh, exchange or like a wallet, you would download the transaction history report and you can upload that Excel into CoinTracker. So, those are the three ways that you can use CoinTracker right now. Got it. Got it. Is there any, I guess, caution you give somebody? Is there any way that they can make a mistake and get make themselves vulnerable to either attacks, hacks, theft? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the scams and theft, like in this space, are like very common. Um, I guess. What, I, mean, I guess. I mean. I mean, with Coin Tracker. So, if they're going through the process of Coin Tracker, is there any mistake like along that path? Like, if you're generating the API key, I know that Coinbase used to say have you uh, choose read only or read and write, and you had to choose read only. Uh, if they just had like a read and write, could that expose them? And is that even an option anymore? So, in the case of Coinbase, uh, we are directly embedded in their tax center. So, if you log into your Coinbase account and go to tax center. That tax entry is pretty much powered by CoinTracker. 
Uh, so in that case, you don't need any API type of connection. And if you just click the coin tracker button inside uh, the Coinbase Tech Center, you're going to get directly uh, come to your coin tracker dashboard. Uh, in other exchanges, like when you create an API, it specifically asks you what type of permission that you're giving. Uh, and then you have to kind of confirm that, that you're only giving, you know, read-only access. Uh, therefore, like, you know, we haven't seen any uh, incidences, anything like that. Uh, and in this industry, like, you know, people are, love, like, there are a lot of tech-savvy people. And when they give this permission, you know, they make sure that these are only read-only things. And, and we only care about the read-only access. We don't. You don't need to move your funds to see your tax liability. Okay, so we know that crypto is property. And so mm -hmm. what does that mean for taxation? Yeah, so uh, because it's property, uh, I think these are the five situations you need to know. And if you kind of went through any of these um, transactions during 2021, you would have a taxable event. Uh, so number one uh, is cashing up, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, you got a Bitcoin for 10,000, you sell it for 50,000, you got to pay capital gain taxes on $40,000 worth of gains. So that's the most common situation. Uh, number two is when you convert one coin to another. Say you had Ethereum and you use that Ethereum to buy Litecoin or something else, uh, that's a crypto to crypto trade. That is also taxable, even if you didn't realize any cash. Uh, and then number three is when you spend cryptocurrencies to buy a car or like even like a cup of coffee, that triggers a taxable event because of the property treatment. Uh, number four is when you earn cryptocurrencies. You can earn cryptocurrencies through multiple ways. Could be through wages. There are companies that allow you to get paid in cryptocurrencies instead of USD, so that's taxable. Uh, it could be other types of uh, earnings like interest income, staking income, uh, mining income, some type of DeFi yield, so that triggers taxable event. Uh, and then the last one, the fifth one is, if you earn cryptocurrency through some type of an airdrop or a hard fork, I mean, hard forks, we didn't see any you know, significant hard fork in the last year, but we saw a bunch of very high profile airdrops. Uh, and if you got those three coins, that triggers taxable event. So, so those are the five situations that you need to, to remember. Okay, so basically anything you do with, with crypto, you're, taking, you're paying some kind of tax. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Unless you're hodling and then you buy, you hodl, and then you, cash out directly into us dollars or euros or something that is a taxable event it seems pretty cut and dry everything else you're gonna have to really pay attention to what the hell is going on that's what it sounds like yeah i mean that's a good way to think about it so like you said uh buying cryptocurrency using us dollars and just kind of continue to holding it uh that's not a taxable event so you could be sitting on a i don't know like a million dollars worth of unrealized gains but that's not tax uh until you sell it so th that's i guess like the the silver lining so with that silver lining you said i could be sitting on a million dollars of unrealized gains and but the tax will then change depending on when i i cash it out right so there's long-term and short-term capital gains tax can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so so the gains we, there, there are two types of gains short-term capital gains and long-term capital gains Short-term capital gains happen when you sell your coin or, or an NFT after holding it for less than 12 months. Um, say you got a Bitcoin January of 2021 and you sold it in March of 2021. So that's going to be short-term capital gains. Those gains are subject to a tax rate uh, between 10% and 37%. It's, it's, it's similar to the tax rate that you would pay on your W-2 or your you know, employment income. Uh, 
On the other hand, long-term capital gains happen when you sell your coin or NFT after holding it for more than 12 months. Uh, and then the highest long-term capital gain tax rate is 20%. It's ideal for you to kind of sell your coin after holding it for more than 12 months uh, because that results in a, in, in a lesser amount of taxes versus short-term. And just for everybody in the United States uh, to know, uh, we're talking about income tax brackets for short-term capital gains. It looks as though we're looking at anywhere from 10% for you know uh, not that much money, but also up to 37%. And if you're selling this in a short-term capital gains and it goes into an income tax bracket, you also have to add that to your income from your job, correct? It's just like, so if I make $40,000 in short-term capital gains tax, it, that's going to make me put me in a uh, bracket of, let's just call it 12%. However, if I make, let's just say if I make $130,000 in my own job, now I'm going to move to a new tax bracket from 24% to 32%. That's how it works, correct? Correct. You're combining everything right. together. Yeah. You got to combine, you know, your regular, you know, day job income, uh, your business income, it could be interest and dividends and et cetera, plus your short-term crypto income that results in your total income and, and your tax bracket's going to be determined based on that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So what about other ways of purchasing crypto to defer taxes? Is there ways to defer taxes? Let's say I'm going to be a long-term hodler. I see what's going on in the world. I want Bitcoin. I want Litecoin. I want something like that since we usually like Litecoin in an example earlier. Um, and I just want a long-term hodl. Are there, I guess, ways to purchase that I can defer taxes to maybe a later date of way down the road, maybe? Yeah, I, I think to, to defer taxes, the, the easiest thing you can do is just, just buying cryptocurrencies through US dollars and, and not do anything with that. Uh, that's the best way to defer taxes, right? Because taxes get triggered when you later sell it. So don't sell it. Uh, unless you really need the cash uh, or unless you have like a better alternative to invest that cash into. Uh, another way that a lot of people are kind of getting exposure to cryptocurrencies without uh, getting taxed is through earning cryptocurrency through some of these credit cards. Uh, like instead of receiving cash back, uh, in some cases you can receive Bitcoin back. And those rewards are not taxable at the time you receive it. So oh. those are the two ways. Yeah. Oh, so wait, so if you earn like credit card rewards, it's not taxable when you get it, obviously, but when you spend it, and if the number goes up, then it is taxable or no? When you spend cryptocurrency directly to buy a good as service, like that's taxable. That's, that's very clear. Uh, there are these credit cards where you can spend like USD. Like if these, are, these are credit cards uh, sponsored by you know, Visa and MasterCard. You know, it allows you to spend your money in US dollars. Instead of getting cash back, you're getting uh, Bitcoin back, certain percentage. Uh, in those rewards are not taxable uh, because it's considered a discount to the sales price versus you are earning some type of new reward. Uh, it, it's a little bit, you know, it has to do with some, uh, you know, prior case law and stuff like that. Uh, but the TLDR is if you're spending money through a credit card and if you're receiving crypto back instead of cash back, those crypto back rewards are not taxable at the time you receive it. So let's just say I, I have 1.5%. Uh, cash back for my credit card. I spend a thousand dollars. What's one point five percent of a thousand dollars? Ten dollars fifty cents. So it's ten dollars fifty cents. I have two credit cards with the same rates. I spend a thousand bucks on each one. I get ten dollars fifty cents back on my in US dollars in the other one, and then I have one from let's just call it Crypto.com. 
and I get uh, $10.50 in Bitcoin back. Now I have those two rewards sitting in my credit card. And well, when my one credit card was called Chase Visa, I, I go out and buy uh, some Starbucks coffee. Uh, is that US dollars taxable as income because I spent it? No. Now, if I, now if I spent that $10.50 on Starbucks coffee with my Bitcoin, is that taxable? It is taxable if that that Bitcoin doesn't has that app- doesn't seem fair. It, 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 no, it is taxable only if that Bitcoin has appreciated. Oh, okay. 10, yeah. That, so, yeah. so, so your cost basis is ten dollars and fifty cents. So, if it goes up to twenty bucks, you pay that nine dollars and fifty cents different. So, at the time you receive the rewards in in those, both scenarios, none of those scenarios are taxable at the time you receive it. In the case of uh, Bitcoin, as soon as you spend it that triggers a taxable event and your basis is zero because at the time you received it, you didn't report any income. But the the idea here is that in your Chase example, when you earn that 1.5 cash back, you only have $10.50. And that's not going to change. That's probably going to go down because of inflation and et cetera. But in the case of you know, Bitcoin, you know, that $10.50 equivalent could go up in value as the market goes up. Understood. Understood. In real estate, which is property, and which is what I think we mostly consider property, something is my property. But when I say I have property, everybody talks about real estate. And there's something called like kind, right? Does like kind apply for cryptocurrency? Uh, No, it's not applicable. Uh, I know real estate is is property. uh, So effective uh, January 1st, 2018, like an exchange treatment is only applicable to real property meaning property that you can touch, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies are obviously, it's an intangible property. So therefore like kind uh, treatment is not applicable. Got it. Got it. And, and can we just explain like kind for the listeners really quick? Yeah. So like kind exchange is a, is a way for you to defer taxes. So let's say you have some type of, uh, you know, rental building um, and you're selling it for a gain. Uh, and if you were to buy a similar property within a certain amount of time, you don't have to pay the capital gains on the, the first building that you sold. So you basically get to kind of roll over those profits into the second property and you don't have to pay taxes today. Uh, that, that's a like kind of exchange treatment. Understood, understood. So we're moving into uh, tax season. Everybody's going to have about a little over a month right now to get everything squared away and filed and it's going to go to people like it yourself. Um, what are some things that they should be doing right now to prepare for it? And what should they expect, um, I guess, going into tax season? Yeah, I think uh, first know that, you know, crypto is taxable, right? I mean, the days that uh, you probably believe that, okay, crypto is not taxable, IRS has no idea about how to tax crypto, those days are gone. Uh, IRS has guidance, uh, exchanges, and everybody in this space are under, you know, constant scrutiny. Uh, so make sure you file your taxes. Uh, I think the second thing on that note is that crypto is not invisible. Uh, there are so many ways for uh, you know these regulators to tie your pseudo anonymous identity to your actual identity. In fact, you know we saw you know I think several days ago that uh, you know even if you're using like a wallet like a MetaMask, they can figure out where you're logging in from and and do certain things. Uh, so don't think that crypto is invisible. It is very visible. It's, you know, there's a recorder by you on the blockchain permanently. So make sure you file your taxes. I think the, the, the third thing is that just go to each of the exchanges and wallets that you have, 
connect those wallets and exchange to some type of software uh, and don't wait until the exchange sends you a tax form because most exchanges, they don't offer these tax forms right now. So it is your responsibility to kind of figure out your gains and losses. Uh, you can use a tool like CoinTracker or you can go to CPA. So I would say those are the things that, that you should keep in mind. Last thing I want to cover, because once everybody files their taxes, they're probably going to be, and especially if they've been trading crypto for the past year or hodling, and some things that they've been hodling over the past year went up a lot. So maybe there's going to be a lot of gains coming in. We're, we've been in a bull. I don't think we're in a bear yet, but there's still a $1.7 trillion market cap. There is definitely gains out there to be paying taxes on. So somebody's going to pay taxes and they're going to look at, I don't want to pay this much next year. Is there anything they can do between now and the, and the end of the year to try to maybe get that burden down a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as you guys know, the crypto market goes to goes through ups and downs. So whenever your coins or NFTs are below uh, the cost base, meaning below the market value is below how much you paid for it, you can sell them and, and buy them back. And when you sell them at a pro, at a loss, you can harvest those losses and you can use those losses to offset your future gains and, and current gains. So we, we call it taxes harvesting. So this is something you should consider doing whenever your portfolio is, is down. Uh, the, the other stuff that you can do is, um, you know, if you really have to sell something, make sure you sell your long-term coins or NFTs first, because that results in, in a lesser amount of taxes. Uh, and as you get towards the end of the year, you could also kind of, you know, sell certain amount of your position in maybe last week of December. Uh, and then the next portion of that position on the first week of January. And when you do that, you're distributing your tax liability across two different tax years. Uh, but, you know, we have several more months to go there, but those are some things that, that you can do. And can you do me a favor? Just uh, tell me what, what does it mean to harvest losses? Because I think with uh, stocks, you can do the same thing. You can sell your stock and you can buy it back, but you can only buy it back 30 days later. Um, I know in crypto before, you you could just sell it and buy it back maybe a day or two later. Uh, but that rule changed, I think. And it's called something. I can't remember. Yeah. So what you're referring to is a watch sale rule. Uh, so like you said, in, in stocks, if you had to buy back the same stock, you got to wait 30 days. Um, in the crypto, there was this act called Build a Better uh, America Act. There was a provision that mandated crypto to follow the same 30-day rule, but that uh, bill didn't get passed. So that means, uh, theoretically, you can you know, sell something and buy back you know, quickly, uh, and you don't have to wait that 30-day uh, period. Okay, so just let me get this straight. You can harvest your, your losses and say, for example... I, I and this is true. I bought Doge at like thirty six cents. Everybody's just Doge, Doge. Elon was talking about Doge, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy some damn Doge. So I bought two thousand dollars worth of Doge. It's sitting in my Robinhood account. I, everybody's listening to me right now. Yes, I bought Doge on Robinhood. I wasn't gonna go ahead and buy it off of Binance. I, that's what I did because I know what Doge is, and I, that's what I was gonna do. I was only thinking about number go up. It's Doge. However, uh, it might, it's sitting at like I don't even know what it is right now. Fifteen cents. I'm down. I can go ahead and just sell it for fifteen cents and buy it straight back at 15 cents and in that spread be counted toward my offset my taxes in, in this year? That's right. Well, that seems simple. Awesome. I'm going to yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, I said this year for 2022 tax year. So Right. One last question I have for you. Uh, do you do personal taxes? Uh, I don't do personal taxes. Uh, I mean, I'm in the business of, you know, uh, building tax software, uh, but if you, if you have any need or anything like that, uh, reach out to me. I'll, I'm happy to connect you with a qualified tax professional. 
And obviously this is for the listeners. Uh, is there any, uh, how can people reach out to you? And if they are looking at coin tracker to use this software, uh, can you please tell us one, how to get a hold of you and how to get a hold of coin tracker? Yeah. I mean, uh, to get a hold of me, uh, pretty active on Twitter. My handle is at the crypto CPA, uh, very easy to find. Um, and, and coin tracker it's coin tracker.io. Uh, it's a simple website. You can go there, create an account, uh, there's a free tier if you have 25 transactions. So you can check out the entire software without paying anything. Perfect. Shihan Chandukasara, head of tax at Cointracker. Thanks for coming on the show, talking about tax. And uh, well, I'll have you back next year if you're willing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. If you're in Wyoming, hit me up. Let's go grab a beer. And don't forget to go to Spotify. Smash those five stars. Give us a great rating. I think we're almost at 300 ratings. Let's get over that 300 ratings. Let's get to that 400 or 500 ratings so that everybody knows that this is the best damn crypto news show in the biz. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>